Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Good morning, everybody. You know, the song pieces put it all in perspective for me again. And, but you know, as they were singing a song, I have this, you know, uh, message which the Lord has given. And we're just going to go through it. And we're going to look through a lot of scriptures. And Freddie has promised me that I have one hour. So I'm going to just hold him to his word this morning. At the end of the day, there is no, there's no need talking about being beyond human. There's no need talking about power, authority, dominion, and all this great and mighty stuff that make us appear, you know, like supermen and people from another planet, which indeed we are. Um, but there is no need for all of that if it's not founded on love. Because when there is no purpose to power, it is abused, it is misused, and it will only bring bondage, first of all, to the people who have it. And second of all, oppression to the people that he has authority over. And so when we talk about being beyond human, it is good to put it within the perspective of love. At the end of the day, why is God making us so powerful? At the end of the day, why has God released all of this to us? At the end of the day, what is the trust? What is the assurance that he has? That if he should give this to a set of beings, they will not misuse it. What is the assurance that he has? That after investing so much authority and dominion inside of us, we're not going to use it to try to become another set of Lucifers. We're not going to use it to become another set of rebellious beings who want to establish a counter kingdom for themselves. What is the assurance of God? It is the heart of love. It is love that is that assurance. That even when we have the power and the authority to call down fire from heaven, we're not going to be calling down fire on all our enemies. Love is the assurance that even when you have the grace and the capacity to teleport all kinds of crazy things, you will not reap BA of their money because you cannot teleport to nations. Love is the assurance that we will do what is right even when we have access to such power, even when we have access to realms. It is the love of God that constrains us. It is the love of God that puts everything in perspective. It is the love of God that enables us to even know why we have access. To even know how to deploy the power that we have. And so this morning, I want you to understand that before we even talk about anything, before we share all these scriptures, that's the first thing. That's the first thing. So I pray for your heart. And I pray, Lord, that that is the first work you will do within your children this morning. You help us to understand the need for your love. Let love war in us, O oh God. Let it pull down every false standard. Every false standard. Every pillar by which we have held our lives together that is false. Let it crumble this morning. Let only the love of God be our assurance. Let the love of the Father become the only prism through which we view life. This is our prayer this morning. And let those words go to work. Let them never stop. Let them never cease to work till the day that Jesus returns. We empower those words 
And together we agree that so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. So love is the first thing. You know, the second thing if we're going to, you know, really look into this message being beyond human is that we must acknowledge first of all that there is more. There is something that all of us together are missing. There is something we have not come into. My sister-in-law told me a story. She talked about when um, she's, she's Canadian and she talked about when she and her dad used to go fishing while she was very little and um, while they were in the boat, there was this day where they had this really great, great day. It was like Peter and the breaking of his net. And while they were there, you know, she was, you know, her work was to count the fish and put them in the barrels when her, you know, dad would reel it in. So her work, she would count. She said she was about four or she was about five. And so she would, you know, count them one, two, and put them in the barrels. And then her dad kept bringing it. They were, just, they were so happy. They were like, man, we're going to make money. She was happy. She was just happy in the boat. And she would count, count. And then she got to 999, 900 and, you know, sorry, 995, 996, 997, 998, 999. And she just froze. And she's thinking, oh my God. Like, this is it. We're finished. She said the problem was that she didn't know there was something called 1,000. That, be, so, to, that she almost went into shock. She was thinking, and her dad was bringing, she was like, no, 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 stop, stop. She, her father was like, what was happening? She, he thought maybe the boat was sinking. She was like, stop bringing the fish. No, we, we, we can't take any more fish. So this five-year-old girl was having a panic attack. And her dad was like, why? Why can't we take more? He was like, but there are more barrels. She was like, I don't understand. There are no more numbers. <laughs> there are no more numbers. And her dad was like, I don't, I don't understand. What do numbers have to do? She was like, Dad, we've got into 999. We can't take any more fish. And the father had to calm her down and say, Sophie, calm down. After 999, there's something called 1000. Then you start again, 1001. She, was, she said it was like a liberation. My God, 1000. How come no one ever told me? My goodness. We can laugh at Sophie this morning. But guess what? Many of us have gotten to our 1,000 moment. Many believers have gotten to their 1,000 moment. Where they are like, you know, this, this is about it. Let's just tabernacle here. Let's just build religion and structure. Because after this, there is what more? There is no other move of God. What else can happen on the earth? Are you understanding me? And once you get to that time in your life, except the father in love intervenes and reaches for your heart, shines his light and breaks every barrier, you would never know that there is more to you. You would never know that there is more to this gospel that you are handling. You would never know that there are realms, dimensions and possibilities in your faith. Many of us get to 1,000 and out of shame, out of pride, out of all kinds of crazy emotions from the pit of hell to limit our destinies. We never go back to the Father to say, I, I don't know what comes after 999. We don't have the humility to say, Lord, I have gotten to my end. As long as you are bringing in fish, that means there must be something to accommodate it. But I can't, I can't find it in me. I can't find it in me. 
And I must tell you, if you're going to talk about being beyond human, the first thing you must understand is that our dominion is hinged on our humility towards the Lord. Our power, our access to realms of glory is hinged on our humility towards God. That's why Jesus said, except you be like a child, you cannot. You can't, it is impossible. If somebody is preaching and you're thinking, ah, Fede, I know that revelation. I caught it five years ago. You are finished. You are finished. I can be blessed by anybody in this phase of my life. There was a time where even if Kenehiki is preaching, ah, I will be Why? That scripture is not right. But you see where I am today. Any word is like, oh my goodness. And I'm not faking it. I found out it's the state of your heart that determines how receptive you are. If you're the kind of person that cannot go into a place, draw. It is not the preacher, it is you. Because the truth is the power in the gospel is not in the enticing words of men. It's in the spirit by which the men bring the word. And so my ability to be blessed it's not always in what you are saying. It is in my ability to catch the spirit behind the words you are speaking. So I might have heard it a thousand times, but I can be blessed by it a thousand times. Because a thousand times over, my heart is humble towards God. I say, Father, teach me. So being beyond human, it's not just a sermon that we preach today. It is a posture of your heart and your spirit that you need to come into. It is a place of absolute trust in the sovereignty of God. Any day, any time, in any realm. And if the Lord says, Peter, come out of your boat. You come out of your boat, not because you've walked on water before. Not because your senior brother walked on water. Not because you have water walking ministries and co. No. You come out simply because Jesus said, and I trust Jesus and so I step out of my boat it begins with humility it begins with trust it begins with knowing that no man determines the time or the place of the wonders of God it doesn't begin with me it doesn't end with a tribe God is everywhere he's majestic he's powerful his grace and his sufficiency has no end God can meet you anywhere at any time. And so you will never go through the experience of being beyond human if you do not acknowledge the fact that he is the Lord, not you. And as the Lord, it is his responsibility to decide where he wants to show up, how he wants to show up, and the dimension in which he wants to show up. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of another they do not hearken to. And as long as they hear my voice, they will never perish. Your ability to exhibit the nature of Christ is determined by your capacity to follow Christ at every point in time. You will so follow him that you will not even know that you yourself you are walking on water. The reason why many of us don't walk in the miraculous or we don't show forth this great power of God that is the limitation of humanity is because we are constantly to the way. We are constantly taking our eyes away. Looking at the security of the world. Looking at what appears right. Looking at what appears great. Looking at what, you know, is plausible. How will he sing? 
And they will never do anything extraordinary. If you will keep looking to the ordinary as a standard, how would you walk in the extraordinary? If you will walk beyond human, you need to be bold and audacious. And you need to have no shame. No shame. No shame. Why are they shameful? What's my standard? I'm a I'm a first person to fail. Many people have failed before me and they've gotten up. Peter failed many times. But yet he was still the head of the church. Many times. If you will not break that limitation and that stronghold of your appearance towards men, you will never come into the extraordinary. If you will not want to multiply, how would you know you can multiply bread? building the wall. They say, Man, what are you building? This wall, is, even if a fox should just use his small toe to kick the wall, everything will fall down. Nehemiah, stop! There will always be Sambalat and Tobias! Because if what you are building is not tested, how can you be sure it will stand? So why is it that when the testing comes, you give up? Don't you understand how things work? Lord. <laughs> it pleases God that you should be tested. Because it is in your testing that you show for the glory of the Lord. And you teach principalities and powers wisdom. There will always be some Balat and Tobias. But let me tell you something. When your wall is built, the same people that say, what are you building? Have you, have you seen P.I.'s wall? You know, I and P.I., we used to be very good friends. You know, if I supply the cement by which she built you know, you know, really? She's never told you. And, eh, nah, nah, maybe the sambalat now. Nah. Eh, that one she talked about. If you look to men, if you anchor your reason for stepping out into the depths of God on what people will think, you will never be anything great in the kingdom. Never. You must be bold and audacious. Abishon Benson, they preached a sermon in his church. And the pastor said that Jesus raised a man from the dead. And he says, as much as he did, you too will do even greater things. He went towards the pastor. Pastor is like, that, there's one part of the sermon you preach. I didn't quite hear it. Preach it again. You say as he did, eh? You mean as I am, so I will eh? He started riding around Bini City. Let me explain something to you. Every moment you go through the possibility of shame, the possibility of disgrace, the possibility of failure, every step you are taking for God with the possibility of it not working, but yet you are pressing, is what is building up your authority in the spirit. Jesus had worked the work of obedience. He then obtained a name that is higher than every other name. 
the authority you have to walk in the supernatural and miraculous is a product of your work of obedience. You obtain the name. It is not just given. Jesus has his name. You have your own name in the spirit. Don't you know that? Don't you know that? And even your ability to walk in the name of Jesus is dependent on the name you have created for yourself. Who are you known as in the spirit? The seven sons of Sceva. They went to deliver a demon from a man. We know how the story ended. Because they thought that the kingdom is about pattern and about, you know, just adopt it and it will work for you. But that's not where Paul went. Because the demon looked at him and said, Paul, we know. Jesus that you are calling, we know him. But you, we don't know you. You have to create yourself, your name for yourself in the spirit. And the way you create your, a name for yourself is in your work of obedience. He said he obtained the name. The Bible talked about Abraham. Talked about all the things he went through. And after following God, even though he did not see the city, yet he kept following. He says this man has become the father of faith. He talked about Gideon. Talked about Barak. How these people took nations and they shook the earth by faith. What was the faith? That even though they did not know, just because the Lord said they went. It was not the act or the action of the miraculous that made them qualify to be called men of faith. It was the obedience, the path that finally led to the act of the supernatural. The leader. We want to be a generation that makes everything happen. Even the power, even the miraculous, we want to happen now. I am beyond you, man. Let me be on you, man, now. As we are just finished preaching, bam. That's not how it happens. There is process in the Lord. It is the steps of the righteous man that leads to the justice of God. You must take it step by step with the Lord. You must go through the process of obedience, of acknowledging his lordship, of following. I went to minister somewhere yesterday. They called the name of the meeting the prophetic voice. Then when the pastor sent me the, the desire of the people for the meeting, I said, Jesus, I not be prophet, oh. I need to find out to counter this image that they are creating for me. We want clear prophetic words that we come to pass. I said, there's a... <laughs> they put a clause to the invitation. <laughs> I say, see, you don't see the one pass you. Where do lie. I know if he shouts. I'd rather be at peace with the Lord than be at peace with men and I'll be in danger of the fearful visitation of God. I know if he shouts. I know if he prophet He's where my power is. Yes, and when I say my power, where my authority in the spirit, where he gets to, that's how much I can show forth. 
I will not do what I have not gone through the process to be able to command. I will not try to command it. Because you will enter trouble in the realm of the spirit. So as I was praying, 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 I, pray, I woke up in the early in the morning. I said, God, I take God, beg you. <laughs> I know this thing is not about me, but I beg. You know, they yet they call myself since be of the most I know this case. Give me word, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and he said what do you want I said give me clear cut words for at least 10 people and he says okay let's go start and it started flowing it just started coming started going by the time I got to a point I was like hey lord I'm, I'm tired like you know if you tell me when we reach there you got to write it down it's like long he said you continue I was like, I'm sure we've gotten to number 10. He was like, no, you're on number 8. I was like, hey, I went back and counted. Oh, yeah, we're really on number 8. Okay, let's continue. Two more. And he finished. By the time we got to the place, I sat down. And he said to me, he said, I said, yes. He said, if you call out this 10, prophetic words, and it does not belong to anybody here, I need you to say it from number 1 to 10. I said, I said, God, you mean say you go disgrace me like this? Me, quoi? They do fly out of my face. They did. You understand? I said, Lord, don't do this. He said, You will say it. <laughs> From the beginning to the end. <clears throat> That's how I started sweating. <laughs> my friend. It's not me and you are saying it to. <laughs> I, I did. I think go left, think go right. Think go, I say, should I just say, oh, today the Lord wants to make it a teaching service. I know you've called it a prophetic, but you know, you cannot command the prophetic. I said, <laughs> I said, God, how should I do this thing now? You know, and he said, you will do it. He said, because I am training you. <laughs> It is not how many times you pass that determines your strength. It is how many times you obey. Even though it seems as if you are failing, but you get up, you continue again. Prophetic word number one, nobody air. Okay, we go to number two. Number three, nobody air. We go. He said, by the time you finish ten, he said, you will know what a clear prophetic word sounds like. Mm. You will never miss it again. So now if I give you a word, it's clear. <laughs> Training. Training. The Bible says the, even the child, he grew and he waxed strong. You must grow and wax strong. He says strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use have trained their senses They've trained their senses to be able to determine good from evil. You grow. The 
see Peter that they came to tell, give me your boat. It's not the same Peter that silver or gold have I now. But such as I have, I give to thee. There was a knowledge that had come upon that Peter. He had been able to understand that. See, it's like something has come upon me that has worn me like a glove. I may not have money, but there's something I carry. You don't know it, but I know it. Take it. Peter was not trying to work a miracle. No. No. It was a clear statement of fact. A statement of revelation and clarity. I don't have silver or gold, but I have something. Your ability to walk as one that is beyond human does not begin in the day of opposition. It is something, a revelation and a clarity you come into first. Are you hearing me? I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, have you seen a lawyer that goes to court? And as they are asking, so lawyer, defend your client. He said, sorry, excuse Hold on, please. Help me go and bring a law book. Tell me something, volume five. Yeah, I think that's where they talk about plaintiff and uh, your honor. One minute. Then you now start scrolling. Hey, Jesus. Oh, hell. If I fail this case, my career, I don't finish. Or oh, a doctor. As you are inside the hospital there, your blood won't pour the blood they flow. Doctor, he said, wait, please let me check out your use scissors. So is it needle? Will you stay in that hospital? Or a technology person that comes to help you repair your laptop. Laptop where you don't save money by. Destiny laptop. You understand? Then you not told the guy, please help me install iOS one thing, one thing. He said, eh, IO. He said, no, I don't, you don't, no, it's not like I don't, I know it, you know. You know, I do stuffs like this. You know, those people that want to speak English by force. <laughs> you know, you know, stuffs like this. I, Brothers, hold it with your stuffs. Give me my laptop. <laughs> I said, but guess what? That's how we are. That's the kind of believers we have become in this generation. Knowing nothing but claiming we are beyond humor. How many scriptures? Thank you for the backup. Thank you. <laughs> How many scriptures do you know about the power of God at work within you? And I'm not talking about you crammed it or you attended a church where the pastor uses scriptures a lot. But how many scriptures have given birth to you? Except to be born of water or the word. You cannot enter into the things of the kingdom. Have you been born by the word of God? Have you been born by the word? Holy Spirit born you. If I look your eye in the spirit, I see the Holy Ghost. If I listen to your communication, I see the word of God. If I look at your conduct, I see one that has been trained by the spirit of the Lord. Have you been born because you cannot be a believer that does not understand how this thing works. Hear me. She be in our guest says, wait, wait. Now we know past. We are the generation that knows it all. Hey, we can't talk to each other. No pastor can talk to you. But you know, I know who I am. 
Well done. Seeing that you know all things, carry that aggression for knowledge into the Bible. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't come to church. Don't claim Christianity. Don't try to walk in the creative power of God without understanding who God is. Like Pastor Fedi said, I'm not talking about the concept of God. I'm not talking about Imbo, 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 Imbo. You understand? You know, because there's a sense in which God <laughs> says, God know the missings. There's no sense in which God is either God is or God is not. Mm. Use that aggression to follow the Bible. Read it. I'm not kidding. The way I read the Bible now. Hey! In humility of heart. That's why they beg. I'm not joking. Every day, Father, teach me your word. Father, teach me your word. Because something inside me is burning. I have reached my 1,000 moments and I found out that it's nothing. I don't know anything. I'm not kidding. And you see that 1,000 moments is in degrees. There's a 1,000 moment when you get born again. That's what makes you born again. Because all of a sudden your eyes are open to see that ah yeah, I need a savior. Jesus, I give you my life. And then there's another 1,000 moment that comes when you enter church and everybody's singing you don't give your heart in peace. I think yeah, I don't know any song for church. And then you go back. I want to learn songs. I want to learn hymns. I want to learn worship. There's a 1,000 moment that comes. Pastor Fred is talking. You know, because when the creative power of God, you know, as he said in Romans, I think, ah, Romans, the Bible. That's another 1,000 moment. And you go back and you're like, I want to know the books of scriptures. I have reached another one in my life. And I feel, I, I feel empty. I feel empty. I sense the Lord luring me to a place that I know nothing about. I have a choice like Peter to step out of the boat or to be the king in the boat and be telling oh, that's Jesus. Or will I step out and say, God, this whole prophetic thing, I don't understand. I don't want to give word when I go happen. That's shame. But Father, you said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and my daughters, they will prophesy. I'm not talking about being prophetic. You know, you can sense the movement of God. I'm talking about being able to prophesy clearly. This is what the Lord is saying. Regarding the political system in Nigeria. Regarding the political system of the world. This is what God is saying in media, in entertainment. I say it and my words are backed up with power. God, I'm in that 1,000 moment. Where is calling me to preach about being your human? Meanwhile, I'm seeing my humanity left, right and center. But I don't want to make excuses for my weaknesses. I don't want to dress up the skeletons in my cupboard. And people say, you know, don't judge me. It's a struggle I'm having and, you know, God... You know, love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh huh. <laughs> well done. You're not talking to you. No skeleton in cupboard again. No weak weakness. No, it's not a weakness. It's just a struggle. 
We all have struggles. Uh-huh. Did you know here that in the days while he was in the flesh, they will be down on the man on the mountain floor. They will be hearing Jesus up on the mountain. They say with groanings, intercession, loud cries and tears. He will make his request known to God. Why do you think Jesus they cry? Something they pain now in the struggle. I will, I will not come. I will not fail. I'm the son of God. Father, help me. Father, help me. He will cry out to the Father day and night. What is wrong with you? A generation that does not know how to intercede for themselves. How can you intercede for nations when you don't even know how to pray for yourself? You don't know how to pray yourself out of weaknesses. You don't know how to pray yourself out of struggles. You don't know how to pray yourself out of limits. You don't know how to break the shackles of broken character. about the next stage of my life. When you hear the call of God like this, what do you do with it? Do you go back and tell somebody about how you met one pastor that is to preach? Or will you go back and say, a call from heaven, calling me deeper, calling me higher, so insensitive to the word of the Lord. But I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. You see these words are not for condemnation. These words are not to elevate myself above you. This is God prophesying to you about the life he has called you to live. Beyond human up your mind. And you see this making up of your mind, it drives you into places in God. It pushes you into prayer. Into you make up your mind. How long will you be torn between two things? How long? How long? Are you not tired of the mediocrity in your faith? I'm tired. And so that's why Isaac said to Esau, he said, I understand that all, all the, everything is stacked against you. But I tell you, Esau, that in the day that you become restless, the yoke will be breaking from off your neck. I know that according to the laws, you should not have an inheritance. I know that according to the laws, you should always serve your brother. I know that according to the laws, you will be hunting, running up about in caves, fighting wars. But I also tell you 
that there is a law that is greater than that and it is called the law of hunger the law of righteous anger like Jabez you wake up one day and say yes I know my name is Jabez I know that everywhere they go they call me Jabez J-B, J-B-B. every M I have yes people have he said but something inside of me is crying out to God something inside of me believes that the God of Abraham is alive something inside of me believes that even though I may not see anything but I see Jesus who is the Lord of the heavens and I have been born after his and he is prototype of my authority so everything that I see that Jesus did I can do that's where it began like I told you if you want to enter this thing today one hour what if person want to take one hour eh, did you hear how Paul formed the church teaching teaching so take you take us fall from window yeah Paul was teaching all night. No space. The guy sat on the window. As Paul did it, bam! Eutychus died. The Bible says Paul went downstairs. What came up? Eutychus. If you think you will die, escape this sermon. You are lying. Wake up. Eutychus woke up. Say you think that we close the service. If it's today's word, by the time social media finished that pastor, Freddie Edimefe, pastor of the church, the tribe, kills church member from excess sermon. Yeah. Then when they will not say the one that follow, yeah, that the freeze will not take over. And I said, despite the death, the service was not shut down. How can people be so, uh-huh, then they say, yeah, health and safety, hashtag death of church members. Hashtag too much sermon. Hashtag church overdue. Waiting. That's why today, France, we refer to the book of Acts as if it's a stone, a meat that was stoned. And we are to repeat it and transfer it to our children as a story. That's why we don't remember that the book of Acts did not end. We continue the acts of the apostles. A house is not built by only foundation. The apostle says we are. We are built upon the, 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 the foundation of the apostles and the prophet. It's only foundation. We are the building. We are the ones. We are the ones. And so I have, Freddie, maybe I'll email it to you to email to everybody. So many scriptures that I wanted us to look into today. But you know, after yesterday, I've learned to follow the Holy Spirit. Hey, we follow him. True, as I began to say the prophetic words, the first one, the person was there. Second one, the person was not there. Third one, the person was there. Fourth one, I realized God was telling me about the person that when I see, when I read it, I recognize who it was for. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the lady. Get up and, you know, and so out of the ten, maybe like, five that the people were there. The other ones, oh, we know, I know the person is my brother, is my brother, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, let's just pray about the person. Then like four out of them, it was a case of, okay, nobody's here, you don't know anybody. Like, can we just pray for that person? Yeah. Can we just pray for that person? You see, coming into the supernatural is about stewarding perseverance. 
you persevere. When I got to number six, I was like, um, so we're moving to the message of the day. I heard God say, if you triumph, I will leave you now. And I said, okay, no, we'll just go back into the prophetic word. Our personal voices have become so too strong. Too strong. Too strong. Our personality is too strong. We've become lords and masters. That's why the Lord and Master does not reign in our lives. I tell people, you have authority because you are under authority. The power that we have is ours by inheritance. But you must be born into it daily. That's why Paul said, I die daily. And even at the end of his ministry, he was to say, that I may know him. You are born into it daily. You want to be one that is called beyond human. You must learn to take a fearful and true audit of your spiritual work every day. If we can learn, Fedi, to be careful of our divinity as much as we are careful of our humanity, we'll be powerful people. We're so careful of our humanity. We eat, we brush, we know the new fashion trend. You are never out of place. You know, you go for communication training, you go for image management. Every single thing that has to do with your humanity is taken care of. What about your divinity? If we even begin with just the consciousness of our divinity, we we'll work powerful things on the earth. Just the consciousness of it. These days when I'm helping people through things, I begin by telling them the first thing you should do is stop saying and excuse me, I mean this in the most respectful way. Stop saying nonsense. Because you see, the spirit you have received does not lie. It does not understand lies. And the kingdom you have come from does not understand lies. Do you understand? So when you say things like, it's like, I just want to keep my, I will keep myself, I feel I will die tomorrow. Guess what? You will not die. It's not because God hates you. It's because in the realm of the spirit, your word is law. In the realm of the spirit, if you say, what I want is life, that's what they understand. They cannot believe that a son of God, in whom there is no shadow of darkness or variableness, can lie. So they will obey you. If you are going to walk in a realm that is beyond human, the first thing you will check are your words are your words. Paul described this in Ephesians. He said, because all that have not been awakened are quickened by God. In time past, our conversations were filled with all kinds of lust and lo thinking and thoughts and patterns of the world. But we now, we speak of 
have the righteousness of God. Your conversation. Hi. Beyond human. Then you would be saying, if I do any guy, just be, if I, I just feel like killing him. Do you know how many people will die if we really come into that realm? We'll kill ourselves, we'll kill our pastor. Kill everything. So the problem is not, is it available unto, in, unto you? The question is, will God let you come into it? The way you are. Can you be trusted with these things? One day I was, I was, I was praying and I was just saying, and I was just worshipping Jesus. And I was just worshipping Jesus. And I said, Jesus, I know I've had dreams of you. I've had visions of you. But I really want to see you. Like, I want to see you in the flesh. Like, I just want to have, can we just have this sit down together? Can we just... And he said, you see, I'm always here. He said, I'm always here. He said, the barrier between me and your, between your requests and myself is your heart, your spirit. He said, you have not broken out of humanity completely and understanding of what should be, what should not be, what your eyes can see, what your eyes can, and you are still limited by it. He said, the day you break out of that place, you will see all things clearly and you will know that I am always here. He said, you break out of it. You really want to see me? Your desire for the supernatural is real? Then break out of humanity. Break out of that place where your eyes control you. Where the TV controls you. Where what you hear with your physical ear controls you. Equip your spirit to the point where everything you do is determined by the signals from your spirit. Not what people say. And I'm not saying this in the petty rascal way. I don't believe in what people say. I know who I am. I hear what I hear is what I hear from you. They talk out. Then as you come out of your room, they tell you, oh, the government says Nigeria. Da, 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 da. You say, hey, God, I'm dead. I have to relocate. Many people have missed their locations of destiny because of their inability to hear. in Ephesians it talks about you and I and it talks about us and it says before the foundations of the world it pleases God pleased God that we should partake of the life that he has that we should born into the earth as the carriers of his nature what God is calling you into this morning It's not something that is unavailable. And it's not something that is available only to a certain race or to a certain kind of people. It's available to all men. But what separates the person that comes into it from the person that does not come into it is desire. Desire. And what determines your desire is what you feed yourself with. What you feed yourself with. If you feed yourself with righteous conversations, if you feed yourself with scriptures, if you feed yourself with sermons, if you feed yourself with worship, 
a new desire will be arising from within you. A desire for the knowledge of God. A desire for the experience of God. A desire for power. A desire for the capacity to break boundaries in your mind and in your creative space. A desire to see Genesis 1 be fulfilled through you. Self. With the right materials, with the right things, with the right people, you will grow. How did Peter change? Even before the Holy Spirit came upon him, they already started saying these ones are Christians. What did Jesus do to them? Nothing. Desire. He helped their desire. Every day he would take them everywhere he's going. This man saw him transfigure on the mountaintop. What do you want to tell a man like that again? To make him believe that there is no realm that is beyond human. If he saw it with his eyes, that the Jesus he was walking with, the Jesus he was eating with, the Jesus that was following him up and down, this man came to a mountain and he changed his white cloth became so white. It began to shine like light. And then other people joined him. Moses and Elijah joined him. And he heard them communicating. The next thing a voice came down from heaven. And said, this is my son. If Peter saw a thing like that. You cannot tell Peter it's impossible to be beyond human. The reason why this sermon may seem strange to you. The reason why you are sitting there. Two of your family members have died. And every day you live with the fear that your time is coming. The reason why you are sitting there. And acting like it's okay. Trying to convince yourself that your life is the same as everybody's life. It's because you have not seen what Peter saw. If you hang around God long enough, if you hang around the word long enough, if you hang around the fellowship with the spirit long enough, you will see things that are greater than transfiguration. You yourself will have experiences that will make it impossible for anything or any man or even spirit to convince you that it is impossible to be beyond human. If you sit with the scriptures of how Enoch walked with God and he walked from one realm of humanity into a realm of glory. Enough. Meditate on it long enough. You pray about it long enough. One day in your prayer chamber, you will feel your spirit leave your body. You'll begin to journey through light, through space. I'm saying these words and it's going to happen to somebody, so hear me. You begin to journey so that when it happens, you know you are not dead. God is taking you on a journey. You will find yourself in a place where green is green. White is white. You will find yourself in a realm where with that eyes with which you left your body, you will see angels. You will see a realm and you will see a world. And you realize all of a sudden that what you have capitalized your life on is not your reality. You will begin to see creativity and power that is greater than anything any man has ever expressed on the earth. It is from this place 
it is from this state of heart and belief regarding our source that's how men draw blueprints down that change the world. William Seymour woke up one day and he began to preach. He began to say there is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in the speaking of tongues. At this time it wasn't normal. Even him had not spoken in tongues. He began to say it. He began to preach it in his church. The Bible says a lady came from California and heard him preaching as she went back and invited him to her church. He accepted the invitation to go for one month. He preached the sermon again in her church. They locked the door the next day. They said, don't come back. But there were a couple of people in that town that heard what he preached and they agreed. They said, come to our house. Why they rejected Samuel was that they said, how can you be preaching of something you yourself are not manifesting? He didn't give up. He didn't give up. Remember, the path to the supernatural, the path to the power of God is birth in the process of perseverance, obedience to God. He kept preaching it. He would gather these people in that small house and they would pray. They would pray. They would pray. The Bible says, the, 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 the history says one day they went on a 10 day fast. That Father, this Holy Spirit that we believe can inhabit us, inhabit us with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Let it happen. This thing was in 1905. And as they were in that house praying, the third day into the fast, they said something happened. Three people there, bam! It wasn't even Samuel. It wasn't even the man that started preaching. It wasn't the pastor of the church. Something happened. Your hunger must go beyond the leadership over your life. Because we are only human. When I see people who try to force authority, I feel sorry for them. Let your authority come from your power. And this guy continued. The next day, another two people spoke in tongues. By like the seventh day, he prayed all night. He said, God, I'm the one that brought this message. Help me. He prayed all night. By the morning, they came down. Samuel was speaking in tongues. The Bible says, I mean, the history says that these people will gather. People started gathering in the house. Before they get to the house, the power of God will hit them. Boom! On the floor. I'm talking about the Azusa Street Revival. You see, when a revival is going to happen, the person and the people through whom it will happen, they don't even know they are starting a revival. All they know is that they are hungry. All they know is that they found a truth in the world and they want to come into it. The moment they do, and it has a groundswell, and many people begin to gather into it, that's what is called a revival. You don't sing revival. That's not how it happens. It starts from inside here. Inside you. The dogged, doggedness. Chasing after a revelation of God. Until I see it manifest, I will not stop. The front porch of the house collapsed. They said they would pray so loudly until one day the foundation of the house ripped apart. When we hear that the Holy Spirit came to the upper room and it 
sound of a mighty rushing wind, it is not story. It is not a type and a symbol. It happened. Because it happened in that house. They now had to move. The Bible says, the people say, when you, when somebody recorded and said, when you go into those meetings, as soon as you get there, you could tell that the Holy Spirit was the leader. Because there was no protocol. There was no order. People were on the floor. Healings were happening. Miracles were breaking loose. Let me tell you, the people that were best by that revival were the, were the people that created the revolution of the world, industrial revolution. We are talking creativity. There's a fire that produces creativity. There's a fire that will reside in you. You will not do strategy session. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You'll be bombarded left, right, and center with the mind of God. You'll be struggling on how to cope with all the things coming to you. You'll be writing books like an idiot. Boom, 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 boom. They'll be coming out of you. Yeah. That's what happens when you step into an alternative reality. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that comes out of you. Yeah, it's different. But you see, you are not even moved by them because you are seeing something more that is drawing you further. And that's where God is calling us to. That's where God is calling this generation to. So when you hear change in Nigeria, this is how it will happen. That is how we will be the generation that will birth in Nigeria that the world will be proud about in 2025. Because we will come into a reality through prayer, through meditation, through hunger, that will begin to birth policies, creations that will be top of the world. So when you hear Nigeria is strategic in the agenda of God for the end time, it's not just prayer and shouting of pastors that will come out of it. It is the wealth of the knowledge of heaven. The wealth of the creativity of heaven. The wealth of the power of heaven. The dominion of heaven that is exhibited in culture, in character, in nature, in systems, in construction. Some of you here that are architects, you will, construct, you will do buildings that nobody has ever seen before. People did not know they could manage land like that. That's what will happen to you when you step into this realm of being beyond human. They will tell you it cannot be done. You will know it can be done. Because guess what? People that don't know your God are doing more. Think about what you will do. One day the Spirit of the Lord took me into the foundations of Dubai. Waiting my eyes see for the If that nation that is doing the biggest this, the greatest that without your God. Think about what you can achieve with God. We are not doing it because we want to prove to the world or validate the gospel. No. It's just natural. end with the scripture. It says in Hebrews it was talking about us. It was quoting Psalm 4. I'm talking about what a man that thou art mindful of him. The angels talking. Say you have made him a little down than the angels. He was then quoting it in Hebrews and saying even though we do not see all things put under his feet. 
was talking about the former man, the first Adam. He says, but now we see Jesus, who is the Lord of the heaven. And he went further down and began to talk about us. And he began to say that if we, through Adam, were clothed in humanity, now in Jesus, we will be clothed with the heavenly life. I'm telling you, God can wear you. Yeah. He will wear you like Agbada. Wear you like suits, like glove. That's when you turn to this life I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God. I have been crucified. It's not a scripture you quote, it's a reality you come into. This is where the Lord is calling us into. This is the people that God has raised the tribe to be. A people who do not only speak of his word, but become his word. Become the epistles of this generation. Become the gospel of our time. Father, this is what we are here for. You know, I need you to pray for yourself this morning. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.